Welcome back, gamers, to episode 13 of Power Gamers Podcast. This is the red Power Gamer Mike. And the black Power Gamer Rami. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Um, well, not so good as no. we're going to be We're going to be talking gonna about... Be bitching about some stuff in this episode. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, uh, this is the 13th episode, uh, you know, unlucky number 13, and there has been um, a, a large update from the former uh, employees of Dark Side Games, mm-hmm. which were previously... Uh, contracted by microsoft to work on the phantom disc reboot as we've been uh, discussing the past couple of episodes really mentioning every episode a little bit of so um you know before we get to that and um tearing microsoft a new one michael on to nicer things how's how's your week been uh not too bad i'm trying to think of what i've oh man bloodborne has yes oh the bane of everyone's existence it's fun but it makes me sweat when i play because it's so nerve-wracking yeah because I love you, the feeling. Though. Oh man, it's it's fun, and it's um I've got more into this than I have any of the other Dark Souls games. Awesome. Um, but you're running around, and you're like, oh man, I've got just enough echoes or points where I can go and level up, or I could kill another monster, and that monster kills you every time, and then you lose all your echoes. And you're like, oh shit, man. All right, can I get back to it? Like this mm-hmm. boss, I'm I'm on the third boss, who is not supposed to be that tough, but he's. He's being a bitch to me. Yes. So we we actually we may stream that after the episode. Yeah, man. And we can throw up the on the stream and have, yeah, have me crying and screaming like a little baby. Oh god. But uh, aside from that, ooh, Diablo season three started. Yes, uh, I didn't. I didn't jump on it. Uh, I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. You know, I, to, I was kind of considering because there's so many games now coming uh-huh. up, and this I may, I personally may skip this season and wait till the next. No, here's what here's what you're gonna do. Okay. This is what I'm gonna do. Okay. Gonna give Jeremy a week. Yes. And he'll be max level. Yep. Yeah, and then I, he can power level us in an hour. Yeah, this is... I like <laughs> I like that. Because then we can just basically start from level 70. That's where it's yeah. fine. Right? I mean, that's when you start grinding for the gears. Where right. It gets interesting at this point. I mean, once you play the story once... Yeah, then it's there's no point to grind again. It's like that, that time, if we were to level up individually or even together, yeah. then it's going to take so much time and that can be used for other games. Take 20 or 30 hours. Yeah. Which, I mean, he can do it once he's leveled up. Like, he went back on... Um, once his characters rolled over to uh, normal characters, mm-hmm. he had a gem that gave him eighteen hundred extra ex- uh, percent percent experience. That's ridiculous, right? And then he had some other stuff. So this this crazy sob um, texted me. He uh-huh. leveled to fifty two in an hour. That's disgusting. In like another hour, he hit seventy. That's that's unreal. From just yeah, just starting, just starting. I was like, oh, yeah. because he was playing torment one or torment two, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to bump it up to torment four. That's crazy. Um, I was like, dude, because he was like one-shotting yellow mobs on Torment oh, 1. That's ridiculous. Just walking up and boom. Like after the butcher, I think he two-shotted him or something. Mm, sick. So sick. we're going to wait for him to level up because he's going to yeah. be playing. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely jump in then for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be excited for that start, the the um, Demon Hunter Oh for yeah, the, for this season. What about you? Uh, I'm probably going to do a wizard again because they've got new um, – season three has got new armor sets – for the barbarian, the wizard, and the demon hunter. Good. Okay. Good. Um, I've already done a barbarian season one, so I don't want to roll that again. Mm-hmm. Just did a crusader, so I don't want to do that again. I would do a monk, 
but they don't get the cool new armor set. Yep. So I'm going to go with the uh, wizard. Even though I started a wizard on season two, but I only got to like level 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it was the same thing with me. I did demon hunter on the side yeah. and got it to, but it only took, a, it was like five, six hours and it was fine for me to like get adjusted to the game. Right. So I just like left it, focus on the witch doctor for the rest of season two and then do the demon hunter fresh. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to roll a wizard and, um, and then you know, the, uh, no, dang, because this season, once this season ends, we'll get all the items and roll over to all the characters. But we can always go back and play with other characters. Too. Oh yeah, definitely. And now that Jeremy's like all crazy leveled up, he can help us get some gear. Yeah, man, that's that's what we need. That's I need the gear. Still for my witch doctor, I feel like I'm decent paragon level, but I need the gear. Oh yeah, and ooh, well no, that was your your main first character, so you didn't have any existing paragon levels. I need to check my paragon level because all that season two paragon experience rolled over to my other characters. Oh yeah, you should be at a nice. Solid, a solid level. I uh, may be 150, 200. I don't know. I That's mean, good. I'm sure Jeremy's at six or 700. Goodness, who knows? I mean, he's <laughs> he he was at last I checked, it was about 350. Yeah, I'm sure he's at 500 at least. That's great, minimum. So he's grinding for sure on that game. But what, uh, what about you? What have you been playing? Let's see. Uh, I have been continuing Monster Hunter like on and off, and Monster Hunter is nice because it's not story driven really. So you can kind of take your time. It's like, oh, like I feel like doing this, you know, a couple missions and like take out these monsters or collect these, you know, these uh, items and, you know, forge some new armor or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can kind of take it a little bit at a time. A uh, little bit of that, mostly. That's the thing goodness. I guess about Bloodborne. You can't really like, you got to sit down for two or three hours if you're going to play it. Yeah, that that is that is a time sink for sure. And Monster Hunter is to a degree. It's not like, even though it's on the 3DS and it's portable, that's not really... You know, you have to sit down and focus. Right. You're not going to finish a, a mission unless it's like gathering mm-hmm. specific things. You're not going to finish in less than like 20 minutes. And it gives you each uh, mission, you have a max of 50 minutes. And sometimes you really get close to the time. Like I was fighting this one monster and I used all of my health items. And yeah. you have three, like you have three deaths before you can, um, it's called a Zat- uh, Zatrios. It's this huge, like, street shark-looking thing, mm-hmm. and it's fin, and it has, like, extra fins, you know? It's not... Obviously, it can't be a regular shark. It has, like, 20 fins or whatever, and they each turn into these huge icicles, and he's, like, ramming you, and then he'll dive into the ice and, like, jump up under you, and I'm like, this shit, you know? <laughs> but but it's super fun, and I used all of my health items. I got uh, killed twice, and you have three... You can die three times before you fail the mission, mm-hmm. and it was, like, two minutes left in the mission i had to kill this thing or else it starts all over like nothing counts right start from the beginning uh and i finally killed it and i had like i don't know what so so little so little health killed and i'm like oh my god finally i don't want to touch this game for a while after this that was just whatever it was exhausting but a lot of fun still that's that's exactly what happened to me on bloodborne is i hit this boss the the blood-soaked beast it's the third boss Mm -hmm. and you can carry 20 of the blood vials which are basically your health potions on Mm -hmm. you at a time yeah I burned through all those, and once you max out a 20 when you're collecting them, they roll over into, like, your storage, your bank. Mm-hmm. I used all of that. Oh, my God. I used all my poison antidotes, which he poisoned you. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at the situation where he killed me. I have no blood echoes, so no points, mm-hmm. no um, blood vials, and no antidotes. They're the same thing, man. So what I can do is I can go and grind for blood echoes and buy health potions and try and beat them again, uh-huh. or I can go and try and grind for blood, or for blood vials and just pick those up, mm-hmm. but it's... Yeah, I know. I know. It's just one of those things. It's like it's like this thing is still alive, and in uh, in Monster Hunter, you know, it doesn't show the health right. of the monster, oh, which right. is I, I like that as a design choice right. because it's kind of more genuine. You kind of see the thing. You know, it'll start limping. It'll run away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like okay, it's getting weaker. It's going back to its nest. 
Um, but man, that shit was kicking my ass. It was so difficult. And I'm like, I've only started scratching the surface of this game. I already put 30 some hours into it. I was about to say, I need to jump on and I can play with you, but it's going to take me a little bit to catch up then. No, no, it'll be fine. I, we can do a couple of missions together. Like the first ones, I don't mind me doing them. Okay, yeah. cool. But it's good stuff. Um, other than that, um, the Rainbow Six Siege Alpha. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got, we got into it. Uh, I went and did the survey and I was fortunate to be one of the few to get in. Uh, I gave, you know, Michael went ahead and logged in with my name mm-hmm. and uh, has been playing it. So we'll talk about that later in the episode, um, our, our kind of uh, uh, impressions of Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. And um, I think the only other thing new is I got my Raspberry Pi 2 in, set that up oh, with... Uh, it's super sleek. The RetroPie um, uh, Linux build, which is basically just Debian, or no, Raspbian Linux, which mm-hmm. is run on Debian Linux, mm-hmm. um, with running the emulation station uh, uh, code on boot. Nice. We got all these emulators in there, and uh, eventually going to get it hooked into a MAME cad- cabinet. That'd be super and sick. And uh, maybe I can finally practice at some fighting games. Mm-hmm. I won't die in one hit against you guys. No, man. It's, it's, uh, I, I have an old, you know, I have an old um, arcade stick. Mm-hmm. It has to be sitting somewhere, but it wasn't. I had an arcade stick because I had fighting games on most consoles, like mm-hmm. P- at least Xbox and PS2. And I found one that worked for all three consoles mm-hmm. at that generation, had a GameCube uh, input ps2 and xbox original input mm-hmm. so i had that and it works perfectly like you can open it up and just like customize it it's like ideal for it as opposed to some of the other ones where it's a little bit harder to kind of tweak it right so i may have to get that and then like um just use the buttons for that i don't have to buy i don't even have to buy anything new i already have the stick and buttons from that and the other kind of cool thing with this raspberry pi i was thinking you could we could build a custom arcade stick with that in there yeah so you literally just plug just in the hdmi cable and you can use that i mean it's like your mobile mm-hmm. digital or virtual console oh my god I'm so excited. That oh man, that'd <laughs> the be crazy. ultimate geek machine. <laughs> Actually, after we finish recording, I'm gonna get you to help me finish my workbench. Yeah, man. So we can start building something. I'm else. excited about that. Um, Good stuff. Guess that's about it for the week. What uh, what do we have on the list for, for today? Let's see. We have um, first here on the Alpha Five's A list. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Halo Online. Mm-hmm. So, guys, Halo Online is a, a Russian only released game by Microsoft. Um, it's basically it's Halo Three. Um, like it's the maps and weapons and everything from Halo Three, but it's kind of functioning with a little bit of reach. Like there's loadouts, right? Um, you have sprint and everything and all of these uh, features um, that are that started in Reach, um, but it's with a Halo Three, um, you know, maps and weapons and everything. And this is running on PC, right? Running on PC. That's so crazy. that's super exciting. People people have been enjoying it in Russia. Enjoying. There you <laughs> Sorry, go. You guys. got it. You got it. Enjoying it. It's been a long day, guys. Uh, Sunday is. Uh, had some things earlier, but uh, the game is um, out in Russia and it's been out for a while. People have been enjoying it. You have some modders. There's the El Dorito team has been leading, which is a great name. I love that name. Yeah. So they've been leading this um, effort to make the game accessible mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. Okay. So in two weeks time, this team was able to take the existing code that Microsoft had and Build like use the the evolve system evolve is evolve software. Mm-hmm. The evolve software is basically like it's like a X Link Kai, Xbox Connect, all of these like virtual system link um, softwares okay. that allow you to play online um, and emulate system link via the internet. So everybody's now as of now people uh-huh. are able to download this, uh, play it in the U.S., play it everywhere. Um, and play with everybody. I bet I know what this is doing. It's probably, um, I haven't messed with it, but I bet it's uh, setting up a VPN connection to their server. 
mm-hmm. which is then connecting to the Russian Halo servers. That's that's certain, uh, almost certainly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, that's a good point. That makes sense. So yeah, point. so okay, yeah. I was thinking you could always, yeah, I mean, create a VPN and then go to the actual Russian website and mm-hmm. do all that, but then everything's in Russian. So right, that's the thing. Yeah, but it's um, it's proven to be uh, pretty good. The uh, uh, developers, or the, let me say, the modders for for this um, are. Can, you know they're going to keep up with it. This is only in a two-week time period mm-hmm. that they were able to get it just functional uh, to be played um, outside of Russia. They're also going to be able to change different things. Like they want to remove sprint and remove kind of the. I don't know what they want to do with loadouts, but they're taking um, community input. They have a lot of guys who are very skilled coders working for them or volunteering for them, and um, I'm super excited for it because I haven't played Halo. A, a real Halo game. I'll preface this mm-hmm. in a long time, and I'm super excited to play Halo Three for PC, which is basically what this is. I was about to say I've been trying to finish Halo Four for years and just can't get the motivation. Like every time I, I start playing it, I just realize how bad it is. I just I just give up. I don't even care about the story. That's how that's how much the games have changed. That I'm not even willing to go back and look at the story. And and Halo Three was like a, a kind of finishing point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm fine with that. And I think Halo 3 ended on a good note. So for me, Halo is Halo 1, 2, and 3. After that, I don't particularly care for the, See, for the series. I read the original books and even some of the later books, and mm-hmm. I was into the story. And Halo 2 and 3, I played them, but the story just didn't. It, it was okay. I mean, it, it was they weren't terrible stories, but they weren't as good as the books, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then Halo 4, which was supposed to be about the Forerunners coming back, I could never finish it. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, the gameplay was just so boring to me. It was yeah. basically, every time I was playing, I'm like, man, this feels a lot like a Metroid game, but not as good. And then mm-hmm. I actually found out that some of the guys who worked on the Metroid series mm-hmm. came over to 343 and worked on it. And I'm like, well, this is why it feels like Metroid. Right. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, Metroid series has never really been known as much for its story. No. Well, it, I, I would say it's very story-driven. Really? Yeah, okay. Metroid is definitely very story-driven. I mean, it's definitely a lot of puzzles and... Um, you know, thinking back to like it's side scrolling, like Super Metroid and the original Metroid, um, definitely um, you know like solving puzzles and like action. But um, people people definitely follow the story, like Metroid Fusion and um, Metroid Zero Mission and these others for okay. Game Boy. Okay, see, that's that's been on my my backlist of games to get to for years. Um, I just never got around to them though. Yeah, I need to I need to get the Metroid Prime trilogy at some point and and go through um, two and uh, Metroid Prime three as well it's gonna be a pretty penny if you buy it i think if you picked up a copy on ebay it's yeah well no not now that i i may go with the digital now yeah although that's gonna kill the space in my wii u and i really you can do a yeah. can't you do an extra hard drive on that yeah I, I i guess i'll have to i mean i'll just yeah. i'll just go ahead and do that because the one i already use for my wii mm-hmm. um modded wii soft modded i may just double like use that for both unless i have to format it differently and then not have to risk using losing the data yeah i mean they're i'll, I'll just get enough one. these days I'll, I'll get a 120 28 gig you know like um flash drive and just use that actually oh this is this is pretty actually mm-hmm. let me grab a box here oh we're testing the uh the goodies mike mike has a lot of nice nice stuff let's see what we have here i just got this nice just got this for like 15 bucks it's an external hard drive enclosure 2.5 inch laptop size mm-hmm. um but it's completely toolless oh nice so all you do is it slides open put your hard drive in that's so convenient close it up lock it usb 3.0 connection i like that so you don't have to mess with any screws or any adapters or anything like that and basically any laptop or 2.5 inch hard drive or solid state drive is uh, external drive i like that see 
I can take out like a laptop drive or something. Yeah, I can do that for my old one that's just been sitting around. I mean, I still use it for a couple of things. Like if I want to like uh, torrent stuff like outside of the house and like have like a full right. working laptop because I'm not really torrent effectively with this. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'll have to do that and maybe like uh, salvage one of these old SSDs or something. And I probably, I, I might have one right here somewhere, but uh, I'll have to mm-hmm. look. Yeah, we'll check it out. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm super excited to play this. I'll probably download the Halo Halo online and um, set it up through this uh, Evolve, um, you know, virtual uh, system link uh, software. Yeah, you have to tonight. let me know how that goes because yeah. I might jump on that with you. Yeah, I'm gonna try it try it tonight. Um, so there's that. You guys should definitely check it out if you're Halo fans. Um, it'll, it's gonna get big uh, quickly, I think. Yeah. So other news that we have, um, there's also, of course, let's see here. Just pulling this out because my Firefox doesn't want to be responsive. What? <laughs> dun dun dun. Oh, tragedy has struck. Okay, no. So uh, there's also um, a hardcore shooter that's being made from one of the makers of the Battlefield 2 mod. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is called Squad. And the premise behind this game is that it's trying to do more of what Battlefield tries to do in terms of scale. It's like it's like Battlefield on roids. So it's supposed to be a 100-person game. Wow. 50 on each team. And just way more expensive. I mean, you guys have played Battlefield this it's huge. The The maps are huge, but you're talking, it's, it's going to be even bigger for this game called Squad. So the game is at an early stage now. What the developers have done is set up um, a profile and posted to Steam Greenlight, which we talked about earlier. Okay. They have a conceptual level for the game and, you know, just an, you know, just a trailer to generate interest. They've done enough development on the game so that they can at least show people, hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. Because this, what they originally made was a mod of Battlefield 2 that was akin to this. Mm-hmm. But Squad is a game completely new using the Unreal 4 engine, which which recently became free. And so now that they have the tools to make their own game from scratch instead of modding an existing game, they want to do their own thing with this game called Squad. So take a look at it. Um, I like the idea of it. Um, a couple of people said they had played it, and uh, or let me say the uh, Battlefield 2 mod. Mm-hmm. And it definitely seemed more expansive. It's just very different. Like Battlefield can definitely be like a hot and heavy type game, but um, this one is like you have to like you know it's like you're staying in the trenches. Like wait till the coast is clear, you know, um, working in squads and everything. So um, it's a little like Battlefield, but the scale is, is just bigger. So is it more maybe like I don't say Counter Strike, but more even in Battlefield you can take a few hits more than you probably would in real life so is it more you have to be a little more cautious about how you play or mm, yeah that's that's true i'm not sure in terms of um like how realistic it is right cuz battlefield Rainbow you Six, can i guess it'd be a good example yeah rainbow 6 and counter strike are definitely like you're going to take one two shots and you're you're dead right but um battlefield is like you can, you can take a couple of hits and it's not as realistic but um i'm not sure how they're going to do it with squad um, I would like to see it more realistic. Mm-hmm. That would definitely change it um, a little bit more from Battlefield. And um, um, that in tandem with just the scale right. would make it more realistic. It's kind of like, you know, the whole experience of like, okay, I'm in the trench. Like I can't, I can't show my head at all or I'm going to get shot. You know, uh, just kind of making it as real as possible. Just thinking with that many players, they're going to have to have dedicated servers. Um, Unquestionably, they have to do that. Otherwise, yeah, like there's no other run way. Into, run into some serious problems otherwise. You can have that many people in there and have it on someone's, run on someone's machine. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That sounds pretty cool though. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Um, that's what I have uh, for Alpha 5's A-list um, in terms of stories. Um, Rita's rant. Oh, here we go. Okay. Before we get to our main story, mm-hmm. I want to talk just a little bit about uh, now YouTube. Um, this is something that people knew were gonna come was going to come eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're starting. They're going to launch sh- soon. Uh, it's not specified when yet. Um, paid subscriptions in order to stop ads. Um, fuck that. So I, I, it's called ad block. Yeah. You know, I use go- solves that problem. Ghostery. You know, no script. All of these things you got to have to. You have to have these um, things for privacy and everything. You just have to. So I don't really. I'm not a fan of that. But, but you, what's what's the pricing scheme on this? Do you know? Pricing wise. That's a good point. Uh, uh, let me see if they had like mentioned anything. Because I mean, I I would never. I mean, there's enough. We're kind of tech savvy, so we know. Like, yeah, to get around. But like for the average consumer, yeah, they're gonna be like, oh, I don't want to see all these ads. You know, five seconds and skip it. And even those like come up sometimes, even with ad blocks. And if especially if you're viewing on mobile, right? On right. mobile, there's because ad block didn't work on there. Yeah, they're, they're they're more strict. But what they say is that about ten dollars a month. Ugh. Fuck that! Um, people aren't people are paying enough for other stuff. I'm not going to pay 120 dollars out of my pocket per year. Yeah, to view things that I can already view without ads. Uh, that's pretty crazy. I know IGN, their IGN Prime, which I pay for, is 30 bucks a year, mm-hmm. and they give you like free betas and free games every month. See, that's the thing. And I then mean, they block, and then also they get rid of the ads when you pay the 30 a year. Yeah, which I mean, you get tons of free games. Yeah, I think that's totally legitimate. I mean, it's not like. It's not like YouTube is offering anything different. Right. You know, I mean, if they offered maybe some type of merchandise. If they did like a Netflix type deal. Okay. They did like movies or TV shows. You know what it is? You know how um, there are some shows already for like purchase Uh or movies for for purchase? Right. People who subscribe should have access to any of those. Right. At any given time. Um, There just has to be something other than like this service that we already have. Instead of not paying for it, pay for it <laughs> with no ads. It's not reasonable. I yeah. mean, they have to, if it's just going to be removing the ads, it has to be cheaper. Yeah, and the thing about the ads is you can skip them after five seconds anyway. Yeah, I don't mind, you know. So even if I'm going to ignore it for five seconds and then click the skip button and watch my video. Right. So, so that's, I mean, I understand you, what it is. They got to, they got to find a new way to make more money. Make the money. But yeah, I'm going to call lame on it, but you know, they're, they're doing their business thing. So I'm not going to knock on it too much. It's just, as a consumer, I don't like it, and you know, you, you and I are going to get around it easy. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. We're savvy enough. Um, so there's that. Frida's rant. Not don't like don't like YouTube for that. There's also, um, this is interesting. Um, apparently, Godzilla has become a king of a district in Tokyo. What officially has the government lost their mind? What? How many millions? Have suffered at his hands. The atrocities How many, committed. This, this is, I mean, just absolute destruction. I mean, this guy, how many times has he destroyed the city and then it been rebuilt? Well, I know there are 28 original Godzilla movies, which I have on Good. my Plex server, so at oh, least 28 times. My goodness, that's perfect. <laughs> Good background info. <laughs> at least 28. So, guys, uh, then, oh, wait, to the people... 29, if you count Broderick. yes. 30 if you count so at least 30 okay the new one so people of japan or let me say the japanese government who has allowed this um what are you thinking i mean this this is my goodness so what happened is during a celebratory ceremony that happened uh, this past thursday uh this uh 171 foot godzilla he arrived and 
uh, was just given given access to you know given this ceremonious uh, acceptance as uh, king of that uh, particular district. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, I'm probably gonna cancel my uh, former. Well, what I was gonna I was gonna go to Japan at some point. You know, it's on my list, <laughs> like Spain, Japan, a couple other places. But right. I think I'll hold off on Japan. I I imagine what they're trying to do is it's kind of a marketing stunt. Yeah, they're doing their own Gods of the Movie again. Oh yeah, that would make sense. And I okay, think they're I didn't probably the, they're uh-huh. probably trying to reclaim the Godzilla brand, sure. the Japanese brand. I see, I see. Because you know, with the kind of success of this last yeah. Godzilla movie, was it good? Actually, it wasn't bad. Okay, I mean, since you said that, I have to watch it. Here's the thing. Okay. Um, I won't give you any spoilers. Sure. They do introduce some big name actors who don't make it all the way through the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, they didn't really have a reason to be in there. Yep. Um, but the fight scenes, mm-hmm. some there were some slow points. Mm-hmm. But when Godzilla goes ape shit, mm-hmm. man, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, for that only, there's I like have to see two it. or three scenes where the the whole theater just blew up and people were like, yeah. That's great, man. I, I kind of, I kind of regret then missing it in theaters because I feel like you have to have the theater experience, right? And that was, I mean, it's. I want to say it was over two hours. It was a long movie, okay. But there were, it had its moments, okay. I, mean, I, I, I can, ex- I can accept that for a Godzilla movie. Yeah, I can accept that. It's, it's Godzilla. Yeah, and, and I mean, he looked better than you know the whole Broderick movie early two thousands. Yeah, was kinda, that was pretty silly. Right, right. So no doubt. Okay, so here is the uh, the big Kahuna. Of the episode. Mike, I want you to... You, you take it. Go for it. Okay, here's what happened. I was on Facebook the other night, and I saw an image. I'm like, that kind of looks like a Phantom Dust level. So I clicked on the article. It was on Kotaku. And it was our, our homeboy, Jason... Uh, I'm not sure his last name. Schreier, I want to say. I believe so, yes. Actually, I probably that's have it pulled it. Oh, that's up it. Here. That's it. Yeah. I want to give him credit, because he's, he's the no, one... Yeah, I saw it. He, yeah, Jason Schreier. Mm-hmm. Um this guy's pretty cool. He normally gets the inside scoop on when big things or unexpected things happen in the gaming industry. He's got some inside sources at these companies. Mm-hmm. And he'll normally get some inside information. Good journalism. Right. Top tier journalism. We'll post this in the uh, the blog post for yes, the week. Um, absolutely. But basically, he went in and did some uh, investigative journalism and found out some of the um, information behind the, the Phantom Dust uh, Dark Side Games closure. Mm-hmm. Um. To kind of summarize what it seems from his his article is that um, Darkside Games originally got into a contract to do Phantom Dust five million bucks with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I think Microsoft is only going to put in like two million mm-hmm. into the deal, and um, they agreed on this contract. Microsoft immediately came back and said, "Okay, um, we don't want just a multiplayer game, which the contract was for, just kind of a multiplayer esports type of game." Yep. Which I don't know if I'd have been for that. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I. I would have still bought it. Oh yeah, I think. Um, and I think if their if their goal was esports, then they're going to be behind it, and they have the money to push that. Right. And it would be such a big thing. Right. That we would see more Phantom Dust games. Right. So I like that aspect of it. Um, but I would have liked to see a single player. Right. Even if it ended up not having one, but we don't know. Now. My only fear is of turning it into kind of an esports thing that you would kind of get a toxic environment, kind of like League or Dota. Yeah, this is the problem. Like, it's. It, 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 I feel like there's kind of a threshold of popularity right. where a kind of niche series akin to Phantom Dust would, you know, as it is, the following it has is so dedicated and, you know, just very, you know, just super relaxed people, right? But it's just like when you get to a certain level of popularity, then, it, like you said, 
you know, this toxicity kind of seeps in right. to the community. And, you know, with that comes a lot of pros, a lot of cons. Uh, I guess the pro being that more people play it and there's more games out there. But anyway, yeah. so the original contract was for a um, eSports kind of uh, arcade arena combat mm-hmm. fighter game, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Microsoft came back and said, no, we want a six-hour single player. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, well, you know, originally the original game was about 25, 30-hour JRPG single-player campaign. Which actually had a really good story if you could make it through kind of the monotonous gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, not say monotonous gameplay. The gameplay was fun, but you were basically just fighting matches, and in between the matches, you had to run around this hub world. Which, if you've watched any of the streams, you've seen, and it just gets kind of old after a while. Um, so they, uh, Microsoft, came back and said they wanted um, a six-hour uh, single-player, um, but they weren't. They were not going to extend the time for the project or the budget. Mm-hmm. And the dark side guys are like, all right, well, we really want to do this. So they tried to, they were going to try and do it anyway. So they staffed up and had over 50 developers apparently. And they, I think they kind of knew that they weren't going to be able to do it. But the idea being if they got enough of the game together, they could then show the vertical slice that they had together to Microsoft and say, okay, we're so close. We just need a little bit more money and time and we can finish what you want. Yep. And so that's what they tried to do. They got the vertical slice together, and which actually is the leaked video we saw mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. That's right. Uh, showed it to Microsoft, and according to the article, the people at Microsoft all loved it. They were playing it in their board meetings and everything, and they were all happy about it. Um, but they decided, uh, oh, the, the Dark Side Games guys were like, look, we need a couple million dollars more, two to three more, two to three million more in order to finish this. And Microsoft just said no. Yeah, that which that blows my mind. Is is crazy for a number of reasons. Um, one. Actually, no, and a couple other things here. There were kind of red flags um, before I get to that. The the CG trailer they showed at E3 last year, mm-hmm. Dark Side Games knew nothing about it. They had nothing to do with that CG trailer. It had none of their game assets in it. They said they were blindsided by it. That is That probably was the most cu- questionable thing. That's sketchy. Thing. I mean, like, you, yeah, like you said, red flag. If you're going to announce a game and put together a CG trailer that has nothing to do... I mean... Aside from maybe some characters, because now looking at that, that probably had absolutely nothing to do with what was going to be in the game. Yep. yep. And um, you didn't tell the guys who were building the game that, hey, we're going to do this, or hey, what do you think, or anything like that. That's Lack of transparency is never good. No, no, no. And so my only thought is that either, one, they were kind of already unhappy with Darkseid, or they already had some other teams working on it, maybe. Um, Possibly. So there's that. But then, um, $2 million. If that's all they needed to finish this game, if this Microsoft has said many times, or Phil Spencer has said many times that this is a triple A game, one of the big ones they're pushing for, going to make it big, and they're going to kill it over two million dollars. Yeah, this this is this makes no sense because think about it. Not only the fact that it's very stingy to mm-hmm. say the very least, uh, not offering you know because if the contract was for five million right. to do a multiplayer component, that was going to be complete within with five million right and that's even kind of a small budget for that it's quite it's really pushing it you know for for such a, tar- a large title you know i would say at least 10 million right but that aside if if it could have been done within five million um dark side could have done it, i think right but um for them to halt the project after investing two million which was the amount requested in addition they now have to start over. Right. So if if they look for another company to do five million, guess what? They'll have spent 
seven million in the end, which is what Darkseid has was requesting. Right, and here's here's some. They reading through the article, there were some other issues. Mm-hmm. One, um, one of the Microsoft execs who was really behind this game uh, and Darkseid left, so that may have had something to do with it. But mm-hmm. also, something we talked about. I think it was the first episode of the podcast. Ken Lobb uh, was on the Inner Circle podcast. That's right. And he mentioned that Phantom Dust was going to be a thirty-hour JRPG story, and um, apparently. Guys at Darkside had no right. They weren't working on that. They were that was not a part of the deal, not a right. part of the contract. That Ken Lobby either just made it up or got it from someone who didn't know what they were talking right. about. There's just communi- communication issues abound. Yeah, all across the board. I think with this, um, it's really questionable. I mean, one you know the one a person could look and say like, okay, why did Microsoft not accept this two million? They had they have the money. But more, actually more severe than that is just the lack of transparency. If the company that's working on the game is not aware that their game is going to be announced. Right. And actually, we didn't, nobody knew who was developing the game until they, they were fired. Right. So that shows, one, I think, uh, a lack of, almost, just a confidence. lack of basic confidence. Yeah. yeah, a lack of confidence in Darkseid. Um, but they've worked on top titles. They've worked. They've done contract work for Borderlands too. Mm-hmm. They've done contract, or let me say, the pre-sequel, I believe, for some of the Gears games, uh, like some of the Gears games, Sunset Overdrive, mm-hmm. some top titles, and they've done great work. And this was kind of their breakout, which makes it even their breakout game, you know, from scratch. You know, like here, this is your project to kind of prove yourself. Right. That makes it really heartbreaking. I really feel for the guys who are fired because of this, um, because I feel like, and and I'm sure Mike agrees, the product that we saw was a solid product and if they had just continued along the, those lines we would have had a solid a really solid game right but because of these communication issues and maybe larger just uh, disagreements maybe in the end once communication was happening but after you know too little too late it, things just kind of crumbled it um yeah i mean two million dollars in microsoft's book is nothing they that is a drop in the five billion on minecraft which <laughs> i don't i'm not going to say this has the chance to be as large as Minecraft, mm-hmm. but it's certainly worth two million dollars. Two million, more. absolutely, absolutely worth two million for a company that's looking for games for their console, which is not selling as well as well as the PlayStation. Yeah, and they need, you know, new IP. They need exclusive IPs mm-hmm. that are going to be top titles. Phantom Dust is geared perfectly for that because I think that it has the appeal if it just has the exposure. Microsoft was willing to have the exposure, but if you're not going to put the money into the product, then it doesn't matter how much exposure you give it meaning at e3 Mm -hmm. and other things um it's just i don't know this whole thing is depressing man just look at um well perfect example hearthstone card-based game yes free to play blizzard is making a killing on it yep this is basically a card-based game in a 3d arena right on a console it would do awesome it would do so with the right right um, power money behind it so yes i mean it's it's frustrating. It's upsetting because I bought an Xbox for this game. Yep. I waited till they announced this game to decide to buy an Xbox. And at this point, I just if they you know pulled the funding on it and said and they keep saying we're still working on it, we're still working on it. But uh, uh, Jason talked to one of the guys and he's like, I I mean, with how much we had done, this being one of the dark side guys. Mm-hmm. And they pulled the plug on it. He's like, I doubt they're still working on it. I doubt they've got anybody else to do it. Oh, man. And it's... Oh, this is my worst fear. I know. It's it's rough. That is the worst news I've heard. That is... I have to I have to go home and then eat ice cream, man. (laughs) Some chunky monkey. Yeah, man. But, you know, (laughs) let me play devil's advocate here for a second. Go on. 
because this article really is just taking the viewpoint or Jason just interviewed um, some anonymous sources from Dark Side Games. Granted. Which, these guys just got fired. Mm-hmm. They may not have been top brass, so they may not have been um, privy to all the information that's, that's going on. That's certainly possible. Uh, not only that, um, there may have been other issues. Microsoft, you know, it, it's it's pretty obvious um, that Microsoft let some some scope creep get into the into the process by, you know, expanding the project after they decided on what they wanted. Yeah, that was... Which is always dangerous. That's very... Anytime yeah. you've got um, a contract with someone and they start doing that, you have to renegotiate right then and there. Yeah, immediately. Which is probably what Darkseid should have done. Is like, look, if you want this extra stuff, we need extra time and or extra money. Mm-hmm. And if Microsoft said no, they should have probably just walked away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think Microsoft was just trying to get something for as cheap as possible. And, you know, it's another thing, looking, I'm keeping off on tangents here, but um, Conquer, another one of their, like I say, large franchises, but a franchise that has the possibility to be large, mm-hmm. um, didn't build a full uh, a full game for it. They're just building it in their Project Spark. Yeah, that that is kind of questionable. It doesn't feel like it's they're giving these IPs the, the um, not say the respect, but the, I guess, investment that they really yeah, need to. Yeah, because if they're, tr- you know, the thing is, um, if somebody expects a good return, yeah. you have to put in a good investment. So you're not going to maximize your return without maximizing your investment. Right. And so you got to spend money to make money. Thank you. I mean, this is basic rule of economics. Everybody knows this. Uh, this is, you know, very obvious, right? Very logical. So when it comes to you know with Phantom Dust or with respect to Project Spark with uh, in, with Conquer, having a major IP like this for Microsoft to define itself is necessary to distinguish it from the PS4 and to distinguish it from... I mean, it's distinct enough from Nintendo, but I mean, what what is really compelling people to buy an Xbox? Is that, you know... What, what's what's compelling people to think Microsoft? What's compelling... When they, when they, when they think gaming, mm-hmm. Microsoft wants people to think Microsoft. Right. So if they're not producing the content... And the IP that is making people identify with them, like Conquer, or even think about um, uh, Blinks. Do you mm-hmm. remember that yeah. platformer? That I had? never played it, but I remember it. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Fusion Frenzy. I mean, mm-hmm. where's another Fusion Frenzy? That was like their kind of Mario Party esque right. game, right? Why aren't there more games like that? You know, I enjoyed the uh, original IPs that were on the original, you know, original Xbox. Why not more of those? You know? I think that's one of the reasons I fell out of love with my 360 is it basically became the Call of Duty bro box. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. got to the point you were getting Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. All the original IP pretty much kind of dried up on there from my point of view, from the games I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of, like, you know, even on the original Xbox, you saw a lot of crazy, fun, new IP there introducing so much. and trying different there stuff. There are so many good things. Panzer um, Dragoon Orta. Yeah, which was done Toby. by Fu- uh, Fujisaki, the yes. same guy who did Phantom Dust. yes. Um, oh my God! You have to play Panzer Dragoon Order. That game. Look, I'm bringing it. To, I'm bringing it later. <laughs> we'll we'll check that yes. out. Yes. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. So playing Devil's Advocate, let's say perhaps that there were other things going on, or that you know maybe the game guys, the game division over at Microsoft had a limited budget on the money they could spend, and they decided that something else they're working on that we know nothing about is worth the two million. Mm-hmm. Personally, there's nothing I want more than Phantom Dust, but maybe there is something out there that'll appeal to more people that they decide to put their money in. Um, or, you know, it also could be, as I said, everything in this article is from the viewpoint of the dark side developers who got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 
they just weren't far enough along the process as possible because originally Microsoft they wanted this game out August 2015. Yeah, that that blew my mind actually more than the details regarding this um this unfortunate circumstance and them being let go. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the game was slated for two, August 2015 makes right. me think even more, especially with the footage coming out with last month. Right. You're talking about, okay, March to August, what, five months, five months more, and we would have had a game. That That is crazy. Right. See, well, even looking, if that's, they had the palace level to go in there, I mean, they'd need at least a few other levels. So I, I don't know. And oh yeah, here's another thing that occurred to me. Mm. Um, in, in a game like this, I'm not sure why they couldn't release it in sections or parts. Mm-hmm. Like, have just the esports online. Yeah, the multiplayer component multiplayer. could have been released. Right. I think they should have done that. And then you could always add a single player later, right? Right. I don't understand why that couldn't have been done. I mean, I think it would have been perfect. Even if they extended it past August, say for a holiday release, mm-hmm. right? That would have been good. It's like, okay, here's this new game, Phantom Dust. You know, for pe- for most people, right? Here's this new game. It's super unique. It's action oriented. It's uh, strategic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's check it out, right? You know, and push it. You know, get it on MLG, get it on whatever. You know, and just try to push the envelope with it, and then say like, "Hey, you're gonna have we're gonna have single player DLC later." Right. And see, that's that's what I kind of wonder is at the beginning or when Darks I was working on this, I, I'm sure this they had this discussion and for whatever reason didn't, didn't decide to go with it. They were like, look, you want all these additional components, we can do that at a later date, but for now let's just get the um the multiplayer out yeah, there. Yeah, the original contract. Get right? the people playing it, um, get people spending money on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, by decks, once you by... build up the fan base, then you put out the single player and never want to buy it. Yeah. Um so as I said, there's got to be more to the story that we don't know. And Microsoft, yeah. they they want to um, comment on stuff like this. Yeah, I'm I'm positive they're not going to comment because they're they've got everyone locked down on NDA disclosures and Definitely. stuff like that. So there's Definitely. I mean, we'll probably never get Microsoft side of it. Yeah, but um, I don't know what. Um, do you think Dark Side was at fault here? Any? You know, looking at looking at this article mm-hmm. and considering some of the speculation that we had, you know, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, if it's like, if the original contract was for a multiplayer reboot and there was absolutely no discussion of a single player component mm-hmm. and the, it was five, $5 million, then the contract was changed by Microsoft. They're at fault period. Right. This is, this is the, this is the core. If the contract, if the terms of the contract were changed after the fact and Microsoft did not also, offer to increase the money they're at 100 percent at fault right that's right. that's where it comes down to you can't change the contract and not say we want more for less well it doesn't work that way right i kind of for the the cancellation of the project and the lack of foresight i'm gonna be with you on that one i'm gonna blame microsoft but i almost say dark side to some degree has to take some of the blame because they didn't i mean i think you if you're in a situation like that as a business or as a consultant or something like that if the other party or the um, customer you're working with starts doing crazy shit like this, like changing the contract but not, you know, giving you an allotment for more time or money, mm-hmm. um, then you either have to renegotiate then and there mm-hmm. or walk away. Yeah. So they didn't do that at the beginning. No. Okay. This is an issue too because they, you know what I think? I think they were so. 
they wanted invested to make it, right. in making a name for themselves right that they didn't have they didn't have i see what you're saying they didn't have the foresight to really basically draw their um you know line in the sand right and say look this is an unreasonable request to make given the original terms of the contract mm-hmm. and so we are willing to do this project but we have to have more money now or it's not going to happen right. from us and then just put you know basically put the ball in microsoft's court as opposed to after the fact so i will i will agree with you on that um if you know dark side if it's the case that dark side um delayed informing microsoft that they have to add more money once the changes were requested. See, I don't it's even... A, it's an issue. I don't think they even delayed informing them. I think they kept telling them, or at least according to this article, that, hey, we need more money to make this. And Microsoft's like, no. So what their thing was is mm, like, well, okay. we're going to go ahead and build as much as we can, show it to them, and kind of hold it hostage. Not hold it hostage, be like, look, here's what we've got. In mm-hmm. order to finish it, this is what we need. You know what it is? They probably... They, they, they took a they a, took gamble a gamble a little bit. They took a and gamble. And they were like, okay... Um, is Microsoft going to budge or not? Yeah, because we um, we have the game basically complete, presumably, and are they going to just give them money? Because you know, I don't I don't blame them for that. Because the alternative would be just walking away. Because if Microsoft wasn't going to d- get give the money on the initial demand, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, we're going to keep going, get as far as we can. It's like, hey guys, here it is. It's it's basically ready. Where's the two million dollars? Yeah, just just give it to us, and it's going to be done. But Microsoft seems super inflexible, man. See, they it's so unreasonable. They made the gamble, and Microsoft shot them down. That's what it is. Yeah. Over two million dollars—that's nothing to Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a grain of sand, man, on, what, the, on the beach. That's what, what it is. It kind of seems like happened is that they're the guy at Microsoft, the the director who was on their team, kind of supporting them or backing them left. That probably no one else up there at Microsoft really cared about it or really wanted to spend the money on it. Yeah, and um. I'm really surprised that Phil Spencer didn't, as vocal as he has been about the about game. the project, that he didn't just like rush and say, "Guys, talk to the, just talk, basically talk sense to the other executives and say we need to put two million dollars into this game." See, for all we know, he's the one that decided to kill it. God, I mean, uh, I'm for- gonna I'm gonna tweet him, you know, with both the, this article and our episode. I'll yeah. just be like, you know, not that he'll respond, but. Just to put it out there, and for you guys who are fans of Phantom Dust or interested in it, uh, please you know um, share this share this uh, podcast with people so that you know they can kind of look at the analysis and, and kind of consider these things. Yeah, we'll we'll tweet this to the, uh, the IGN guys, podcast and locked, and I kind of um, I'm not sure they listen to it either, but I kind of want to see what they if they'll mention it on their next episode and Hope see what so. their their viewpoints are. Yeah. And I mean, being in the industry, maybe they can get a hold of somebody who yeah. can give them some info. I, I feel like it's it's critical to make noise about this situation, mm-hmm. given that these details are out now, and hopefully generate, you know, show show Microsoft that people want this game. Right. You know what I mean? It's like guys, people still want this game. They're clamoring for it. You know. We hope. We're going to try to push towards that. But also, going back to Devil's Advocate here for a second, yes. $2 million, we, we mentioned, is such a small amount for Microsoft. I mean, just look at crowdfunding, um, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I would have paid I would have paid money easily. Right. You already know. Well, I mean, look at Star Citizen, made over $75 million in crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking $2 million at a company where they dropped $2.5 billion on a franchise. Yep. Um, not a lot of money to them. It's really not. So it almost, I mean, it... From that fact alone, it seems like there was more going on than just a money issue. It's either an internal political thing at Microsoft, just as I said, whoever was kind of backing the game on Microsoft's end left, 
or um, they just weren't happy with what Darkseid was doing. Yeah, it, it's it's very far fetched to think that it was just money, the money is the only issue. Was yeah. the only issue. There's got to be more to it than just money because yeah, it's, money it's is too not, simple. It's too simple of an explanation, and it's not uh, really practical. You know, it's not uh, feasible. Right. Like it, it doesn't make sense as a as a. As a reason given how much microsoft has so yeah there's oh man it's depressing at this point yeah. i will be even though uh phil spencer has said many times that they're still working on it they're still working on it when you fire the guys who have built i mean essentially from what we saw it was almost a finished product it looks really good i mean all you need to do is add some i know i say all you need to do like it'd be easy but just add some extra levels mm-hmm. you know the whole frame of the game was there yeah no the base was solid I yeah think. and that looked good played well mm-hmm. um but if you back out at that point and have somebody else start over you have to make a new investment mm-hmm. um i'm not sure how easy it would be for a new team to pick up the assets the dark side created yeah. and roll with that i mean we don't know what engine they use or anything like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um maybe it would be easy i imagine it would not be probably quite not. that easy yeah so judging on the fact that they killed the game apparently over two million dollars um i don't think I mean, as much as it hurts me to say it, oh I don't think God. we're going to see one anytime no. soon. I know. Oh, you shot me. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, uh, it's this depressing. is a sad day, viewers. It's a kick to the balls. It is a, a, a it is a sledgehammer of of oh my depression to the to the gonads. Let's say oh Thor's God. Thor's Mol- Molinar Molinar. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thor's hammer right to the nuts. Oh my God! It's it I really mean, is. this this really. Puts the ice like you know when I said that the E3 mm-hmm. thing kind of guaranteed it being out right after these details, I'm not I'm not as firm. Oh, not uh, at all. I'm not. I'm really like even when they first uh, um, brought up the cancellation, you know, you and I were pretty like, well, they're probably still working on it. Maybe they had issues. Yep. But this is, I mean, after all of this, yeah. After they almost had a finished product, it's too much. I mean, as I said, it's either got to political be a political thing at Microsoft or they just weren't happy with what Darkseid was doing. Either situation, having an almost complete game. Then, you know, one, I was reading through the comments on this article, yeah. and, um, you know, a lot of people in there seem to at least know or pretend they know what they're talking about. Right. Um, but one guy mentioned that it's not uncommon for situations like this for a big game uh, publisher like Microsoft um, to have a few different studios working on a game and then go with one over another. Yeah. Or for even for sections of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, do something like that. So it is possible that they've got another team out there working on it. I doubt it. Yeah, that's questionable because why make the demand of the single player to the folks focusing on the multiplayer reboot when if if it's like that person said, which it sounds like bullshit from him, why would not why wouldn't there be a second studio working on the single player? Right. But it also doesn't make sense because then where's the overlap also? Because then you're talking about one ind- one company is doing their own thing. There's not overlap. They're not meeting with each other right. to discuss, you know, uh, consistency consistency issues, right? You know, between multiplayer and single player. So, I don't know, man. It's it's so depressing. I mean, at this point, it's just like th- this coming out is like a prayer. It's like a it's like a hope in the wind. Now we'll just hope it. Yeah, I think that we may have just that this article may be the last last coffin or nail in the coffin. Um, but you know, as I said, going back to what we mentioned earlier, how Microsoft, even though they do have right now, objectively probably a stronger um, first party lineup than PlayStation mm. PS4, mm-hmm. um, they still need. They're not doing as well console sales wise, so they still need um, um, 
They need these stronger IPs. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they first need, party they IPs. Need these, they need exclusives. These exclusives. They need these good IPs that are I- identifiable. I mean, think about N- Nintendo, right? Yeah. And Nintendo has Mario, Star Fox, Metroid, etc. These are identifiable, and it's like the, when you think these characters, you think Nintendo. My, you know, Sony's the same. Now you have what uh, Spyro. Thinking back, like historically with mm-hmm. Sony, you know, there, you know, Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank. Jack and Dax, right? Solid Snake. All these things. You have to have identifiable IPs right. to, with your brand. That's just how branding works. Microsoft doesn't seem to have that with the Xbox One as strong as is needed to make up in the console race. And they, you know... And, and that's that's pretty... I mean, you can you can look back because they just haven't been in the console business as long as Nintendo and That's Sony true. Has. Granted. Um, granted. But they... they but have, the point is, where are the steps to, to, right. to establish? They've got the opportunities like Phantom Dust to really take something that they own and make it huge. Mm-hmm. And then they go and kind of shoot themselves in the foot over it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, man. It's it's a um, very questionable decision. So, yeah, it's... um As I said, we'll, we'll shoot a tweet out to the IGN guys yep. and see if maybe... I don't know, maybe this will make them play the other uh, two copies we sent them. Hope so. Yeah, man. Um, definitely, it's worth checking out. You know, one thing I, I just thought of. Uh-huh. If Microsoft wants people to... I mean, now it's really up in the air. But if... Uh, you know, why not... If if they're really dedicated to um, having a pro, you know a product for Phantom Dust, a reboot, mm-hmm. why not release on the Xbox One and on the 360... A downloadable version of Phantom Dust Original. Yeah. That's obvious. That you should have been done a while ago. Just test the waters. Exactly. I mean, just have the product downloaded, downloadable, you know, make it $20, whatever. I can see a downside of that being um, because Phantom Dust was, objectively looking back on it, was a little difficult to get into because you basically, the first four hours of the game were basically a tutorial. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because it's really yeah, until okay. after that till you can start building your own decks. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft, and I'll admit, I'm probably gamers today don't have the attention span to get through that. That's true, um, actually. So it could be, it could definitely backfire in terms of like, oh, is this what I'm going to get with this new product? Right. I don't want to play it or whatever. And you it know? kind of seems like at least Darkside was aiming at the esports type of player, somebody who can easily get into it, easily start building decks, right, and start strategize, playing, strategize, get teams going, or even people they can. It's just a lower barrier to entry. Phantom Dust had kind of a higher I, barrier to entry as I far as time, the time required. Yeah, certainly compared to now, everything is handholding, man. Right, except for Bloodborne and Monster Hunter, we love those. Yeah, right. But right. um, no, man, it's definitely. Yeah, I, I I agree with that actually. I don't know. So now I basically have a 360. Oh, I'm sorry, 360 Xbox. I've got a couple 360s, but an Xbox <laughs> One that I bought for Phantom Dust that I'm starting to believe we'll never see a Phantom Dust on there. Um, my heart, my soul. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's li- I have the perfect picture for this. Like exactly how I feel. I will be posting this. You're. I'm going to show you. Oh, man. Because then the other two reasons I got it were for Master Chief Collection. Yeah, man. And Halo 5, which Master Chief Collection, Royal Fuck Up, which apparently is fixed now. I haven't tried it. Yeah. We'll, um, we, we'll we can go back and do that. some split screen or something on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And then Halo 5, which at this point... I'm not hopeful, but if it were, if it's, if it, you know, I will be very happy to be disproven. Right. I'll be very happy to be wrong about that. Right, right. So, we'll so see. So, we'll see there. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to sell an Xbox, but... I don't know, man. I, I'd say hold on to it just for a bit. Yeah, because you never know. Cause the, cause it's the still thing pretty is early like, in the life cycle. Yeah, yeah. We still, I think this uh, console gen still has at least three years left. Yeah. I'd say. Well, man, that's so depressing. Much. It is, it is. 
on from that news, briefly, as we just close out, um, I want to just talk briefly about the Rainbow Six Siege Alpha and kind of uh, give my impressions. Well, Mike, do you want to talk about what, what you played of it? Yeah, I actually only played a few matches, <clears throat> but it was um, a lot of fun. It reminded me a lot. I mean, because one of the first online games you and I got into was Rainbow Six back oh on the God. original Xbox. It was fantastic. Uh, Rainbow yeah. Six 3 and Black Arrow, yeah. I think. Such great games. Those are classics. And they were what I really liked about them. And this is kind of back in the Halo 1 era, mm-hmm. um, where we weren't quite to the Call of Duty level of Twitch shooting. Yeah, it's not my thing, really. But I, I, I didn't mind the older Call of Duties. Like anything, Everything oh, yeah. up to Modern Warfare 2 was great after that. I didn't care for this. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't grab me too much. Um, mm-hmm. But it was... Uh, Rainbow Six was a slower, more methodical, because um, you could get I mean, one hit. Yep. It wasn't like you could, you know, head shields and everything like that. No, you had to take your time and just be very methodical about approaching the opponent. Right. You had to communicate. Um, and that's what I love about Rainbow Six, actually. Communication is so key. Mm-hmm. And it is also, obviously, in, you know, CSGO, and you need it in Battlefield and everything. But especially with with um, the way the cameras work right. in this, it's like, even if you're dead, you know, you need to be telling your person, like, hey, look, there's a guy in the corridor. There's a guy at the top of the stairs, you know. Right. Um Speaking yeah. of that, that reminds me of something I wanted to mention, but I almost yeah. forgot. Um, go for it. Uh, so, oh no, we'll, we'll cover Rainbow Six here. Um, yeah, go for it. So, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. I'll probably snag it. You're going to get it on PC, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Definitely. Okay. When I get it, then I'll, I'll snag it on PC. Um, is it? It's, I guess it's coming out to the consoles as well. Yeah, it'll be on PS4 and uh, Xbox One. Xbox One as okay. well. No Wii U? No Wii U, man. <laughs> Speaking of the there, may, there won't be voice chat because Nintendo doesn't put voice chat on anything. And that's actually exactly what I wanted to mention because I saw an article here on Kotaku last week um, about Splatoon. Yes. And it is confirmed it will not have voice chat. Yeah. You know, I, I understand the reasoning for that. Mm-hmm. However, my issue is if you add somebody to your friends list... Which is already difficult enough as it yeah, is. Yeah. You know, the... The user interface for online is so questionable on the on the Wii U. That's just objectively the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, notifications don't like pop up. You have to go to the freaking screen to like see. I mean, that's stupid. So, that aside, um, I understand. You know, with the toxicity of online, right? And that was the main reason they gave. Yeah, to... I totally understand that. You know, I don't want to hear anybody talking about like they're gonna like fuck my octopus. You know, ink or whatever. <laughs> like ink my. You know, like I don't want to hear that. Yeah, but yeah. why not have an uh, and a feature where you can go in with four people mm-hmm. into matchmaking and be able to voice chat with them because they are on your friends list. It's like basically, if they're on your friends list, you can voice chat with them. If they're not, you can't. Like a party system. Very simple. Yeah. Straightforward. Easy to apply. And it solves the issue of dealing with the toxicity because you're only adding specific people. Right. And parents can have control over that for whatever for for kids. Right. Who they add, who they don't add, and the issue is solved. Right. Because in that type of game really needs communication. Yeah. It's yeah. clear from the gameplay you, you have to communicate. I'm I'm with you hundred percent on that. I, I, I agree. I'm like most games I go into where there's like open voice chat in a match, I'll either mute everybody or turn it off because I don't want to talk to them. Yeah, man. But if I'm playing with a friend, I do want to talk to them because I you know, I'm sitting there hanging out with my friend online. Yeah. And um it also in a game like that, you really do need teamwork and it's yeah. It kind of seems like their uh, their excuse or the reason for not including voice chat is the toxic toxicity of players, which is a valid argument. But as we just said, party system fixes all that. Yep, very and easy. The only reason at that point, which Nintendo continues to say no voice chat, is because either one, um, 
I guess they're just lazy or don't want to do the work. I, I think I think that's. And you know, the Wii U is kind of it, it's kind of obvious it was never really built around being yeah, like communication. Yeah, right. Being online. Enabled. I mean, even in Smash, the mic is there, but it's um, pretty low quality. Yeah, because you have to do it from the gamepad. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess you could hook a headset up to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you could, but eh. yeah, it's it, it's an afterthought, you know, to the console. Even if they were to add it, right? Um, I think I think the toxicity is a reason, but it's not the main reason. Yeah, I think it's more of a technical thing. It's not that they're not capable from a technical aspect, but it's just more effort, basically. And they think that well, people will be playing the game anyway. Is kind of their thinking. So why invest in this when, you know. It, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it's not like I don't know. I mean, we could we could play the game and like if we know put somebody and like jump on Skype. I guess that's what a lot of people are mentioning online. But I'm like, that's not an answer. That's, it's not. It's not. It's, that's it's, a duct tape. It, I agree with that 100. percent Like I shouldn't you know? have to pull up my cell phone or pull up my laptop and get yeah, on Skype. It doesn't make sense because why not integrate into the game? Because you're talking about you have to listen to this and like set up this. It's not. It's not streamlined no i don't like when things aren't streamlined and that doesn't make for a wholesome experience no no and i think and this is kind of my viewpoint on i guess nintendo in general lately is that they're and this nintendo's always kind of targeted the younger audience they've always kind of been the kid-friendly company even though they put out games like bayonetta Mm -hmm. and um some more mature games every now and then kind of one-offs um but i don't think they've really realized is that guys like you and me who've grown up with nintendo who love playing as a kid still like to play Nintendo, but we're adults. Yeah. I mean, these are, you know, they have to, they're eight, you know, the thing is, I feel like they think that they're splitting, splitting their um, approach, but I mean, you can still make a game that is, you know, you kind of play it like kid at heart type thing. Right. You know, I love playing like Super Mario 3D World or Pikmin 3. Right. Right. And they're great games, you know, great puzzles and just colorful and, and really fun to play. Good gameplay, but, you know, why not also add these type of, I think, basic features to games like Splatoon mm-hmm. where somebody who's older can appreciate it more for its competitive, you know, potential competitiveness and just enjoying it better, enjoying it more, and still have, you know, still be kid-friendly. Right. There's, these are not mutually exclusive things, and Nintendo fails to realize this for a lot of things. It seems like they're taking the Apple approach, their, their defense being, like Apple's defense with having kind of a closed ecosystem is there's a lot of malware and viruses out there we don't want you exposed to. Like, I'm an adult. If I want to get on some creepy porn sites and get viruses, that should be my prerogative. <laughs> Nintendo, I'm an adult. I'm buying your console. Don't tell me I can't voice chat with my friends because they may be too mean to me. Yeah, man. I that's mean, That's not an answer. That's... It's definitely, you know, they're taking that because they, you know, for them, a genuine solution, they don't want to, I feel like they just don't want to put the effort into, or they feel they feel it's too risky for one reason or another. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious that they're focusing on the younger audience. Mm-hmm. And for the younger audience, I would agree that voice chat is not necessary and probably not, I mean, not a great idea. Yeah. For someone, I mean, I wouldn't, like, an I wouldn't eight or want... 10-year-old? No, yeah, man. They if probably I, don't need to be exposed to that. Yeah, if I was a kid, you know, if I... If I was that well, not if I was that age, but if I had a kid that age, you know, then I wouldn't want them exposed to Xbox Live voice chat or PSN voice chat or whatever. Because right. it's just like, I mean, even on Smash, like people type messages, just like, like crap messages. You know, if they were saying those things out loud, right, it would be a pretty, pretty uh, uh, annoying experience to have. Right. But just just set it up where it's like you know Parental just controls. mute. Or even so have easy. Parental controls where when you first step the console, you ask the age of the player or you have the parents come in like, look. Exactly. Do you want to allow these features or functions? Easy. And then apply it for everything. Yeah. 
they set up parental controls. It's like, okay, if your child goes online, would you like voice chat enabled or disabled? Disabled. Would you like this? Would you like them to add their own friends or you add them? Yeah. Okay. That, just make that a one feature thing. I mean, just like you have, you know, like master controls on the Xbox 360 or, mm-hmm. any, you know, on the Xbox One. Same thing, I'm sure, for the PS4 and PS3. Have those, like, master features and have those enabled, you know, from the beginning. The parent is going to make those choices. They don't have to worry after that. Yeah. They don't have to monitor it because the choices were made at the beginning when the console was bought. Right, right. And I just... Nintendo is alienating the older audience who, you know... Yeah, more and more. By, by focusing on the younger audience. And look, yeah. we have money where adults were buying their consoles. Yeah, we're buying their stuff, yeah. We want to play it. And I think that's where they're losing... They're, they're restricting their market segment is because they want to focus on the younger audience that alienates adult gamers mm-hmm. who still love their IP and their products because we've grown with Nintendo and like mm-hmm. to support them. Right. But when they keep kind of doing stuff like this, it's just kind of hard to keep going back to them. Yeah. Like, All right, guys, I mean, that, that's why I skipped on the Wii originally. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I had to choose. It's not like, especially as a college student at that time, it's not like I have money to buy more than one console. Right. So are, are you going to pick up Splatoon now that there is no voice chat or anything like that? I'll, I will wait. I, it's it's one of the games I'm excited for, mm-hmm. for the Wii. I, um, I'll, I'll probably get it, to be honest, because also Nintendo's games aren't going to, like, decrease in price very That's quickly. Not, so I'll probably, probably, I'll probably just, sale. yeah, I'll probably jump on it, you know, at 60. But at the same time, I'll wait to see how people experience it without voice chat and see how they like it right so i'll, I'll give it a week kind of gather people's opinions and i'll probably get it right you know, if, if it's as good as people have said it is um you know with their e3 and like playing it at pax east and stuff it should be it should be a fun multiplayer game just something different from smash and, and mario kart yeah multiplayer wise I, I might check it out or i might i don't know yeah very rarely do nintendo games go on sale and when they do it's not for much mm-hmm. um but I don't know. Every yeah. now and then, Target will have one of those buy one get one half off type deals. Yeah. Apparently, the sp- apparently, well, let me let me double check. Uh, I think it will be split screen online for two players. Which that I and mean, we could you know I could buy a copy and we could just play it. And you know and I can I, I can get a copy too. It's no, it's I mean it's not a big deal. But um, yeah, I mean that would that would definitely help the lack of voice chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's just. In 2015, voice chat ought to be a standard function, yep. and it's just something that uh, they've got to work on, and maybe they are going to work on it. I hope for their... I mean, I think it's just without... It, it just goes without saying that their next console has to have these streamlined online functions. Mm-hmm. They made a big improvement between the Wii and the and the Wii U. But they're still about 10 years to, behind. It's still, it's still... It's like a... It's like 30%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Application. You know, it's still like online and connectivity is like an afterthought, right? As opposed to a major feature. So, we'll see with their next console. I mean, I'm not, I don't know what to think in terms of. Um, I'm not hopeful in terms of like this current console because the ecosystem is what it is, right? Right. Not not much to change that currently. So we'll see with their um, Nintendo NX, whatever, the, uh, or whatever the next uh, console ends up uh, being named. Very true. All right. Is there anything else on the list, or is that uh, um, that got us for the week? That's basically it. Um, I'm probably just like you know what I'm. I'm gonna. I have some footage recorded mm-hmm. of Rainbow Six. So what I'll do is take the comments I had for the alpha. Um, people should be excited about the game, though. I'm gonna make like a separate post with uh, the thoughts I have and like kind of going over the operators and stuff for you. And that'll be more interactive, so you guys can like see the gameplay. And I'll just like throw some commentary on top of it. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that uh, separately, but definitely. Uh, be looking at Rainbow Six Siege. Conceptually, it's really good. 
Um, and it's good that they had the alpha out because there are definitely balance issues. Defenders are way overpowered. Now, will they let you post uh, capture footage of the alpha online? Yeah, people, okay. people were streaming it and everything. They encouraged okay. it. So um, I kind of wish I'd streamed it, but at the same time, it was um, uh, the OBS, the open broadcasting software, was giving me crap. So I didn't want to put out like poor quality stream. I figured like let me record footage right. and then make it like super pretty and and, and release it um, in a nice uh, nice with nice presentation okay. uh, on okay. the channel. So definitely be looking for that, guys. Um, uh, that's about it, I guess, though. Yeah, remember, you can always drop us a line, rangers, at gogopowergamers.com. Uh, the website is gogopowergamers.com. You can find us on iTunes. Find us on uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, pretty mm-hmm. much anywhere. That's right, guys. Have a great weekend, guys. Yep, look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.